Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glixman alongside my tag team partner, Matt Story, and one of us is baking chocolate chip cookies right now. Yeah, it's not me. <laughs> Matt, it's the second weekend of March Madness, and there was uh, a boring first day, an interesting second day, and then a very interesting weekend set in round two. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, there weren't a lot of, of uh, upsets in the first round, I think. I think I heard, and I don't know if I heard this accurately, was it the first time ever that that none of the top four seeds in any region got beat in the first round uh, since they advanced, since they you know uh, expanded the tournament? I, it, it's rare, I know that. I mean, that's an insane stat, but I think it's true. It's I know for a fact that it is the first time that the preseason and final week AP regular season number ones both did not make <laughs> it to the Sweet 16. Wow, I hadn't heard that, but that's true, yeah. yeah so, that's, uh, that's Duke and that's, Villanova yeah, ruining yeah, the East point. bracket. <laughs> Very much, uh, and and I was thinking that as Duke got beat on Sunday night, that, boy, if you, uh, if you spent some money on a ticket to Madison Square Garden, you might be feeling a little disappointed by your ultimate draw because you had a chance to get the last two national champions in the 1-2, and neither one even made it that far. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great. But uh, it's overall, I thought it was a good weekend. I mean, I, let's start with the Pac-12. The Pac-12 has USC get out of the uh, Dayton play-in round, and then yeah. gets a win in round one. And then the other three schools, the top three schools, all advance to the Sweet 16. If you're uh, Larry Scott, you're having a pretty good, uh, pretty good March so far. Well, yeah, without a doubt. I mean, eight and one in the tournament, um, you know, and and you had the three big dogs all year, and um, they've at least made it as far as they should, basically, uh, according to seed. Uh, you know, Oregon, I guess, has a seven, and, and Arizona has an eleven. So, according to seed line, they should advance one more game at least. Um, UCLA gets a real tough Sweet 16 matchup. It could have easily been a Final Four matchup, I think. Um, but, you know, they won it earlier in the year. So, you know, uh, uh, still the chance exists. I wouldn't bet on it, but the chance exists for, you know, three out of four slots to end up going to the Pac-12. Yeah, I, I wouldn't bet on it, but I'll tell you this. I will be in Vegas this weekend, and I will be betting on the Pac-12 uh, parlay. <laughs> In, in this round with all three okay. teams that are still alive advancing. Okay, okay. Well, I uh, I did pick Oregon to get to the Elite Eight, and I picked Arizona to get to the Elite Eight. Um, I had Kentucky winning the championship, so I got I got to stick with Kentucky in now. But I do think I, I read uh, ESPN today, had a little preview of the Sweet 16, and uh, one of their first items was, you know, Make sure you know what you're doing on Friday night so you can watch Kentucky-UCLA. And I certainly will be in front of the TV watching that one. That will be a, a must-see game, I think. Yeah, it's certainly going to be uh, an exciting game on Friday. You know, it. this is the thing that makes the tournament great, is you've got two historic college powers going at it. Yeah, On the for most sure, meaningful stage. Sure. Yeah, and, and with the possibility of the winner, you know, doing it again the next round is North Carolina. So, yeah, you know, the, the that region before, you know, when the tournament first started, you saw those three teams and, and you thought, boy, it'd be, you know, it'd be fun if you end up with those matchups and we're awfully close to having it because we got UCLA, Kentucky, not to slight Butler, which has, you know, been a very good program and a very good team this year. But, uh, you know, North Carolina against either Kentucky or UCLA in the Elite Eight would be a pretty fun matchup to watch. 
For whatever it's worth, Butler's made a Final Four more recently than any school in the Pac-12. They have. They have, you're right. And, uh, uh, well, certainly than UCLA, I guess not Kentucky or, or Carolina, because they were Carolina was just there last year, Kentucky two years ago. But, yeah, um, you know, that's, that's true. Uh, Butler is not a – you know, but the the line between the power and the non-power in in college basketball it, it almost doesn't exist anymore. I was I was listening to the radio on the way home a couple of days ago and talking about Arizona and saying you know well, Arizona could could potentially get to the Final Four without playing a Power Five conference team. I don't I don't think that matters. I mean Gonzaga is is better than most Power Five conference teams. Mm-hmm. Xavier is 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 on par with a lot of Power Five conference teams. Uh, you know so. I, I, that's a, that's kind of a football mentality that I don't think really applies to basketball anymore. If you make it, and you have to play teams that are in for a reason other than winning their conference tournament, they're legit teams. Sure, sure, yeah. You know, I mean, Gonzaga was the number one team in the country for a time this year. It's been a you know a top ten team all year really, and you know Xavier was a was a twenty five team until they had some injuries and dismissals that kind of submarined him a little bit, but they're playing very well, obviously. So, Well, and you know they're going to want a piece of Sean Miller. Right, right, yeah. So, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think that that matters. I mean, I, I, would, I would say South Carolina is a bigger Cinderella story than Xavier or, or Gonzaga, certainly. Um, you know, uh, uh, I think, you know, Butler on the other side. You know, those, those aren't Cinderella stories. They're good programs that have been to – Final fours, elite eights, sweet sixteens, year after year after year. I don't, I don't consider them uh, outsiders at all. Well, in South Carolina, I don't know if you saw, but South Carolina ruined that guy from Berkshire Hathaway's chance at his million dollars <laughs> a year for his life. I did, I did. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's brutal to come that close. Yeah, yeah. Without a doubt, that's tough. But uh, it was yeah, the thirtieth game or the thirty-first. I know game. he was so close to yeah, thirty-two of thirty-two. I, I mean. That's one of those where you feel like, you know, boy, you'd rather have that. You'd rather go, you know. I mean, he still gets paid. He still gets a decent chunk of change for having the best. So that's good. But, boy, that's that's tough to come so close to being perfect and have it foiled. If you were wondering whether it would be cool to work for Warren Buffett, I feel like the fact that he just incentivizes all of his <laughs> employees to play in this game and the winner, no matter how bad they do, if they win, they get $100,000. Right, right, exactly. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. That's a... That's a cool deal that he does. Yeah, I mean, he—I uh, know what was it two, two or three years ago? He did the thing for a perfect bracket, which is like you know, one in trillions. So kind of cool that he adjusted it to where you know, hey, you're going to get something, and and if you're perfect the first round, you might even get even more. I mean, his thing that I saw in an interview, he said that he fully expects that one year soon he's going to have to pay this out. Yeah, so. I mean, you could go thirty-two of thirty-two. I mean, it's. Yeah hard obviously um but it's every but, employee know, it's not i mean sure maybe not sure, betting on yeah. any one person to do it but if they played right. the odds across all the employees they probably had a shot sure sure agreed yeah i mean it it uh you know it could be done i mean especially a year like this year where there there weren't a lot of of you know stunning upsets i mean middle tennessee was the highest seed or lowest seed i guess the, you know highest number seed to, to win in the first round and and they weren't really an underdog um you know rhode island wasn't a huge underdog you know a lot of people picking them xavier same thing you know the teams that that upset seed wise they weren't really huge upsets yeah rhode island 
probably, much like Wichita and some of the other teams who we talked about, deserved a better seed than 11. Maybe, maybe. And, then, boy, they that's a that's a tough pill for them to swallow, losing that Oregon game, because they had that game in hand most of the second half. They they led, and, and then Oregon, you know, took a two-point lead on them. They answered right back with six unanswered. I really thought they were going to finish it. And, and then, you know, boy, Tyler Dorsey makes a – makes a deep three to, to, you know, and it was like they, they didn't quite know what to do because all of a sudden they were down with 20 seconds to go, no timeouts, and don't get a great shot. And tough deal for them because they really outplayed Oregon most of the game. I agree. I think, though, if you have to talk about the worst loss of the weekend, it's Northwestern and the hand-through-the-net technical, you know. Uh, yeah, I suppose. I I. I... I mean, it's it's a tough loss, but I, I go to the fact that they were still down at that point. Um, you know, so even if that, yeah, it's a three-point game with five minutes to go, certainly that, you know, compared to seven is a big swing. Um, and they were badly outplayed in the first half. So it's, I mean, they made a great comeback, and they were a fun story this year. Um, but, I, I, you know, to me, I, I guess if you're going to be upset about officiating, I'd probably be more upset if I was Arkansas. Um, the deflected three that probably should have been their ball with a couple seconds on the shot clock that they say wasn't touched, and then the charge that went uncalled on Joel Berry. Those were two big balls in that game, you know, as, as they struggled down the stretch. Yeah. It, it wasn't a perfect weekend, but when you have that many games with that many people watching, it's rare that you'll get through with no comment. And we're losing Matt. We are losing Matt on the audio. Sorry, people. I know that Matt's the person you pay for. I'm just, I'm just here to move it along. But Matt will be back. We're going to hang up on him. We're going to bring him right back. We're trying. We're trying right now. This is, the, this is why you listen. It's for the live technical deep. I can hear Matt. Can the people hear Matt? Matt, talk. I'm talking. Can you hear me? I hear me now. I hear you. We're like a terrible Verizon commercial. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Or whatever the guy's chilling now. Sprint. Sprint commercial. Now he's Sprint. Yes, yes. He's a backstabber. All I'm saying is we could be doing live reads for pay, but instead we're giving free ads to Verizon and Sprint. That's all I'm saying. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Well... Uh, apologies, although I was sitting in the same place, so I don't know what happened there. It could have been me. I no, no, it's, it just ha- I heard everything you were saying. All right, we're back. I'm gonna try not to curse. The audio's screwed up. Earmuffs, <laughs> earmuffs, kids. Yes, yes. <laughs> so Matt, tell me something right. else. Start on a new topic. I'm lost. Okay, okay. Well, I was going to say one of the best games of the weekend was the one that, that we got to watch together, which was Wichita State-Kentucky. That, that definitely delivered, and the finish was, uh, was quite entertaining. Well, we talked about it during the game, and I asked you, do you think Cal Perry's a good tactical coach? And, yeah. and as we were debating it, De'Aaron Fox hit, had the drive and dunk <laughs> when there was like five seconds on the shot clock, and it looked like they were lost out there. And it made you appreciate yeah. that it really doesn't matter if he's a good technical coach because they have so much talent that sometimes it doesn't matter. Right, exactly, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it, it's, it's had uh, issues in the past, and it could happen again. But, yeah, when you, when you recruit great players, 
that make plays like De'Aaron Fox did, that block shots like like Monk and Adebayo had down the stretch when when Wichita State had two shots to you know either take the lead or then tie. Um, you know, you you got athletes, you got players. You know, coaches look a lot better. Uh, it's it's a tried and true method. And, uh, you know, the the greatest coaches ever they they've had great players, and so uh, yeah. I mean, is Calipari a genius at X's and O's? Probably not, but he's a genius recruiter and he's a genius motivator. And sometimes that's all you need to do. It certainly looked good this weekend. Yes, yes. You know, they'll they'll be fun to to watch. Like I said, I think they're the they were the, the game I had circled in the second round to make sure I wanted to see, and, and, and I think they're definitely the game I have circled this round. Should they win, they will be again because they, uh, they've got an entertaining draw in Wichita and UCLA and then potentially Carolina and after that potentially Kansas, who I would say looked the best of anybody in this first weekend from what I saw. I was very impressed by them. Yeah. I mean, overall, a great weekend I thought that Badger-Villanova game was excellent. Yeah, it was. You know, this Badger team, you forget that, you know, these guys were around for the two final four years. And now as seniors, they got great leadership. And even though it's not Bo Ryan, it looks the same. Although I will say that that first game was a little higher scoring than I think any Wisconsin player would ever be comfortable with. That's true. That's true. Yeah, they're they're a little different, um, but yeah, I mean they're, you know, they have a couple of guys who who have been there and done that, and and that goes a long ways. Um, and and you know that region is is really feels wide open. I mean, Baylor's the highest seed remaining, and then Florida, but they both came into the tournament with a lot of questions. Now they played well. Florida especially really looked good in their two wins. Florida, you know, dominated Virginia, but. Neither one inspires a lot of fear right now, and so you know it's it's wide open for Wisconsin to get back there. Yeah, I'm very intrigued to see how Florida looks this game. Yeah, me too. Me too. I mean, I uh, I thought I had them as a potential first round upset. I didn't pick it, and because I picked UNC Wilmington to beat Virginia, I picked Florida to get to the Sweet 16 almost by default. Um, but I didn't feel great about it, uh, and and they really played well. Like I said, the Virginia game was was just dominance, uh, uh, and Virginia had had been pretty good the round before. Uh, so, yeah. so that was a surprise. Yeah, I mean maybe maybe the SEC is better than we thought. Um, you know, they only got five teams in, but three of them are still alive. Arkansas pushed Carolina to the very end, and you know Vandy probably should have beaten Northwestern, or at least could have if, if the kid doesn't commit the foul that he shouldn't have committed. Yeah. I will say, if, if you're listening to this and you want an omen for Florida winning your national championship, I did pick them to lose round one. So <laughs> that's, the, that's the magic touch, yeah. It was 11 years ago you did it the last time, I believe. Yeah, if it happens again, I'll just always pick Florida just to be safe. Yeah. it's my yeah, own fault. Yeah, I guess. I guess. I, I'd be surprised if they make it that far, but certainly uh, – you know, somebody's going to make the final four out of the East that, that would have been a surprise prior to the tournament. I think, you know, I bet you about 97% of people had either Villanova or Duke coming out of that reach. So, you know, somebody's going to get there that was not really on everyone's radar when the you know field was announced a week ago. Yeah, that's for sure true. What do you think is going to happen in that Kentucky-UCLA game? I mean, I, I, again, I, I'm going to stick with Kentucky because of the fact I picked them prior to the tournament 
Um, you know, I, I, they played a great game at Rupp earlier in the year where, where UCLA really, that was the first time I watched UCLA and thought, man, this team, this team is a lot better than last year. I didn't, I didn't expect them to have improved that much. Um, I feel like Kentucky's defense is better than it was then. It's going to have to be because UCLA is as good of an offense as anybody in the nation. I mean, they, they score so easily, but they don't stop teams. So, it, you know, it could be a game in the 80s and up and down and two really good young point guards that I think will will battle in the NBA for a decade, uh, you know, and so it should be a lot of fun. I'm, I'm really just looking forward to watching it. Uh, I'm excited. I think it's going to be good basketball. I'm excited to bet on yeah. it. I'm excited to lose money on it. Yeah, um, yeah, no, I know. Hey, I, it'll be fun. You got UCLA, I take it. I do. Okay, okay. I mean, n- neither. You know, I certainly am not not uh, saying I'd be surprised if UCLA won. Um, but I guess I just think Kentucky's defense a little bit better. Um, well, a lot better than UCLA's. UCLA is not a very good defensive team, and I think that gives them the edge just by a, a little because. Uh, UCLA will score. You're not going to hold them to 50 points, but uh, you can get some stops. I'm not sure UCLA can. Yeah. Well, you know, this is where Cal shines because he's going to have them raring to go for potentially two big, you know, career-defining games this weekend. Yes, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, his his teams at Kentucky especially have seemingly – you know, when they when they get to that second weekend, they usually keep rolling. Um, you know, even teams that were lower seeded, the eight seed team with a few years back that got all the way to the championship game. Uh, I think his second year when they were a four or five seed that, that upset Ohio State in the uh, Sweet 16 ended up in the final four. So they get better as the tournament rolls along, it seems like. Um, and and I'm, I'm going with them, but it's going to be fun. You know, they're not going to have an easy time by any means. Uh, they didn't have an easy time in round two, and it gets no easier from here. Yeah, no kidding. Well, we'll be back to talk about that. We'll do a little ASU spring football preview. We'll do a little baseball preview. We might, might even talk some NFL. Who knows? Who knows? Yes, You're going to we'll have see. to stay tuned. Yeah. But That's until, right. <laughs> until next time, he's Matt. I'm Ben. The technical difficulties will stay with us, and Archie's here. <laughs> it's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. <laughs>